Good morning, Super Kicking with Stephen Fans, your favorite host right here, Stephen A. Right here, we're going to bring on the man over there, the Greg One, rocking his son's jersey as we finish up basketball season. I cannot wait to unveil what jersey I bought, Greg. You will hate it, which is even better. <laughs> oh, here we go. What do you got? So I picked somebody else. So it should be here this weekend or next weekend, I mean next week anyways but uh what a week in wrestling i i can't believe we're just a week away a week out from wrestlemania now it feels like it's been forever ago the time is just an illusion isn't it greg yeah you're not kidding <laughs> but uh it's it's been fun watching this week especially you know week after raw after wrestlemania and smackdown after wrestlemania and see the new stuff that's coming out the new show pieces decided well, to yeah, especially new, on SmackDown. Yeah, I was gonna say SmackDown became the new Raw after Mania, didn't it? This week, I'm starting. I I think with it being on Fox, I wonder if there's gonna be that push to make that the bigger show after Mania because I felt like we got the bigger things last night than Monday night. So, but uh, mm -hmm. we got some news to talk about, Greg. I I'm gonna start out kind of lighthearted because there's a little bit of heavy news for NXT and their tag team champions. And it's going to be a slippery slope to go down because they're just, there's a lot of gray area in it. So I wanted to share this though. I know it doesn't mean much to you, Greg, but this is Shane McMahon's oldest son, Declan McMahon, and he's going to Indiana <laughs> to the Hoosiers. Wow. So I joked, I'm like, I don't know. We might see, uh, Shane O'Mac rocking a, an Indiana game sometime. I don't ever go to Hoosier football, but hell, if I know that he's going to be there, I, <laughs> I don't know where he did up, but yeah, I thought that was just kind of interesting. <laughs> you know, like a McMahon heading to Indiana. I mean, you, you just, you know, we, we hear about these kids heading everywhere, but uh, so yeah, congrats to Declan. Um, that's another name, Greg, that's been coming out lately that a lot of kids nowadays have. I don't know what's the big um, ado about it, but yeah, I've heard a lot of kids named Declan lately. So um, huh. congrats to him. Uh, don't know if he'll play, <laughs> but hey, he's going to the Hoosier State. So uh, hey, that's the thing. What position does he play? Is he is he a real football player? Or is he another McAfee? Uh, does he punt? <laughs> let's see. I thought that's the said, big thing. Um, let me. I'm looking up really quick. Because he had something about playing. Uh, where is that? Uh, of course, it's not going to be up to date on his. Uh, it does not say. Let's see. I guess I can. He look looks pretty somewhere. small. So maybe he's I a was, Christian McCaffrey type dude. Declan McMahon. There we go. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Commits Indiana. Trying to see if it says what. Running back. A class of 22, 2022 running back. Now. He's a walk-on, so that could be – he might not even touch the field this year. So, but anyways, congrats to him. Like I said, I wanted to get it lighthearted uh, because we got some NXT championship news, tag team championship news. Greg, have you been following the Kimberly-Nash-Carter business or not? 
not. Um, uh, I just read this story uh, yesterday for the mm -hmm. first time, and I, I was wondering if it was fake news or if it was uh, a real story. So it's um, it it's that weird, and it's it's gonna be hard to report it because it's gonna be his side, it's gonna be her side. Yeah. Now he hasn't come out with anything, unfortunately. Some friend of his who just started a, a Twitter feed, um, I, and of course I won't remember her name, but she just started a Twitter feed kind of defending him against Kimber because Kimber put out a couple tweets and now Kimber has since deactivated her account, which doesn't surprise me. It sounds like she kind of has some mental stuff going on um, or she did originally and there's you know photos of her possibly being abused by him and then there's also the photo that she posts of him playing up like a nazi um you know just a, a hitler mustache and doing the nazi salute which is why i think they released well and that's the thing too i feel like we haven't seen the official release but this mm -hmm. is probably about as official as we're going to get um and then this like i said this side acquaintance said Nash has been living at her house waiting for divorce papers to be served. So you can see why, Greg. I we'll just say the big story is for wrestling wise. I think he's gone, obviously. Wesley, I don't know what's gonna happen with Wesley. I, I don't know if they'll put him with somebody else, but the current NXT tag team champions are done as tag team champions, which Greg means give it to the damn Creed brothers. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> give them the match. And and when you think about it, now that we've broken up Imperium and we got half of them on, two thirds of them on SmackDown, uh, you got Briggs and Jensen, you got Jacket Time. I mean, yeah, it's gotta be the Creed brothers crown, right? On Tuesday. Absolutely, you got a whole lot of nothing in the tag team division uh, in the next and you know me, I was never an MSK fan to begin with, but uh, it's it's sad to see this come out. Um, all the details that I read were, you know, accurate to what you were describing. And uh, it's just the state of the world today. It's a shame, you know, you can still, you know, get in trouble for something you did 10 years ago. I mean, none of us were as you know we're a lot less evolved 10 years ago than we are now so yeah. you know we say some stupid things we do some stupid things you learn and mature from it and you get better from it and so just to think that you know not only in you know wrestling but this has happened across all sports oh, yeah. Yeah. all entertainment entertainment that mm -hmm. something that they did 10 20 years ago gets pulled out of the woodwork somehow and now you have to pay the consequences for it which i've never thought is fair i mean you know we're all human nobody's perfect you know as the saying goes but uh now the only thing i will go on the other side greg is if you're going to do something like a nazi salute and a nazi i mean you don't take a picture of that, yeah do you? yeah you don't I mean, do a hitler cosplay definitely not that's just i mean now great if prince harry did it and he still he did it for a costume party and they kind of left but anyways I don't, and then of course the abuse side and you know mental issue. 
we just don't know because he hasn't come out to say anything and then you don't want to if she's truly the victim you don't want to like not believe her because that's that's usually why women or men don't go about abuse because unfortunately there's that whole it's just your it's yours you're saying it's their saying you know he said she said or whatever so it's a tough um that's why i said it's just so hard nobody's going to get the accurate report that's pretty much what's coming down to yeah but um so are you all in on the creed brothers winning tag team titles yes then? there's nobody else yeah. in their way now the imperium is gone my other favorite tag team down there uh, you know the creeds have grown on me and i'm i'm down with them now and there's nobody left so yeah you got to do that put it on the creeds and then rebuild the tag team division exactly. all together what do you think happens to wesley do you think he gets a shot singles wise or we put him with somebody just to kind of see if that works uh, maybe there's somebody in the factory right now that uh, you're ready to to bring out oh, wow. and and put him as a partner. It's better to do an unknown commodity and have them redo their repackage them both, mm-hmm. and maybe give some separation between Wesley and the MSK. Yeah, and just do it that way, or just bring them up to the main roster and find a. Maybe, yeah, Riddle put him at Red or, or Orton. I mean, that what two better guys could you work with? I mean, right. least, and then you could have him tag, you know, you could kind of be like New Day and have him tag with Orton a few times, have him tag with Riddle and kind of see where he's at. So, right. Um, what about Fabian Archer? Do you, I kind of think the writing's on the wall there, Greg. I wonder if he's going to be the odd man out. And, you know, well, I'm surprised we haven't seen releases yet. But, you know, this is usually that time frame. So do you think Fabian has a shot down there, Greg, or is he on the chopping block, unfortunately? It looks that way. I mean, when uh, you saw two-thirds of Imperium on SmackDown, you're like, where's the other one? Mm-hmm. And so that's that's the bad. I don't answer your phone, Fabian. Um, <laughs> so I hate it for him, but I don't think he's going to stay in 2.0, that's for sure. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think his name is going to turn up on the on the uh, release wire. Yeah. Uh, well, that's kind of the big news, you know. I, I think the, like I said, I think that whole Kimberly and Nash Carter kind of took most of the the news this week. So that's why I tried to keep it lighthearted with the you know first piece of business. But um, should we jump? Did you have anything else that caught your eye, Greg? before we jump into Raw talk and kind of get going with Raw? Well, we do have a couple things to celebrate. Okay. That uh, probably not aware, well, we already gave away the first ones that uh, now that the season is all but one game over, my sons <laughs> are the number one seed throughout the entirety of the playoffs. They will have a home court advantage all the way to through the That's championship. Above everybody. That's right. They're 64 and 17, and they have a nine-game lead on the Memphis Grizzlies and about an 11-game lead on the Miami Heat as far as the best team in the East. And they have been destroyers this year. Shout out to my Phoenix Suns for eclipsing their franchise best record so far by two games. It'll be three if they win their last game. 
but uh, home court advantage throughout the entirety of the playoffs is the number one seed way to go get it. Also, as it pertains to bust, right? That's right. Championship or bust. This is better than the team that made it to the finals last year. So I'm uh, super excited to see my sons go out and kill it. Uh, Not just that they were the team that eliminated the Lakers from the playoffs. So when they beat the Lakers, the Lakers no. were mathematically eliminated. And we don't even need after, to get in. Wow. So take that, Laker fans. Um, oh, LeBron. <laughs> that's right, LeBron. You could watch playoffs from home, buddy. Have fun mm-hmm. with that. Um, also, on a personal note for, for me and you, I don't know if you were aware of this, but this weekend marks the one-year anniversary of when I came on board the stupid Super kicking it with Steven Shell. I thought you started. You started to say stupid kicking it. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> no. Congratulations, happy stupid. Hey, I don't have my. I did uh, not realize that. I I am bad with dates, as you can tell, Greg. So I'm glad you brought that to my attention. But uh, I forgot absolutely. to give you an anniversary gift, so I apologize. I'm I'm, I'm, a, I'm a true husband now because hey, I forgot that's... the anniversary date. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember because I think the uh, our debut was the uh, preview show for WrestleMania, okay. and WrestleMania was a year was a this week last year. Yeah, yeah, that's instead okay. of the yeah. first week. Is a and, bit later. Uh, right, and April tenth was my first appearance on the show, and we've been cruising ever since. So well, happy anniversary, my dude! Right, you're fu- no. You're hired. You're extended. You got another year. We're yes. on a year-to-year contract. <laughs> so, I don't know. You like I said, you might not like me after I wear my jersey next week, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that is awesome to hear. Yeah, uh, and I guess we could go lighthearted and say congrats to all the couples this week. Carmela and Corey Graves got married on a Thursday, which was kind of. But I guess it makes sense in the WWE lore where you can have a little more time off and yeah. then today is alexa bliss and um ryan cabrera who was kind of a boy band singer songwriter back in the mid early 2000s i don't know if he was ever part of the boy band but i know he was he had like one big hit and i cannot tell you off the top of my head greg but um congrats to them so yeah. hey all right shout out to the couples I'll be here. I'll Let's be here to see what pictures show up for Carmela and I mean for um for Alexa and Ryan. Uh, I don't know if you saw for Carmela and uh, Corey. We saw Bailey there, Tamina, um, Natalia, and TJ, uh, Renee, and uh, John Moxley rocking nice. his Bengals T-shirt at first with a fanny pack. The fanny pack always makes me think, what are you keeping like? I always think of the, the '90s guys, Greg. You know, like Hogan and Savage and Pipe. Like they used to wear the fanny packs. And I'd be like, "Yeah, what are you carrying in there?" But anyways, um, who else was there that I was surprised? Oh, Liv Morgan and Sonya. So I kind of saw those pictures, um, and then that, they had a live band for the reception because they were all singing Bohemian Rhapsody. So that was kind of fun. To see, but <laughs> nice. I was curious to see what um, uh, what 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 WWE stars will show up. Alexa Bliss showed her wedding shoes, Greg, and they were bedazzled Chuck Taylors. 
<laughs> some adapting nice. Converse All Stars like the high top. Um, so yes, but uh, congrats to her and Ryan Cabrera. So, um, there you go. The wedding, the wedding blues are, are wedding time. It's wedding season, as they say. So exactly. And of course, yeah. I did not write up in the raw review, Greg, that yes, Carmoa and Corey Graves had a makeout session because you know apparently Vince McMahon is um, thirsty lately because. Between NXT <laughs> couples and now Corey and Carmella, uh, we're just we're getting a lot of makeout sessions. So, in my raw results, good segue there. I did not put in the Corey Graves and Carmella makeout session because I didn't think there was any need to. So, but there we go. We brought up. Uh, we did start out with Cody Rhodes, though. Uh, really good promo. I thought it set the stage for him probably getting one of those titles soon rather than later. Maybe SummerSlam time, Greg. Um, I don't know which one, but I could definitely see that happening. So, um, yeah. What do you what do you think about the Cody Rhodes speech to start tonight? And the handshake with Seth Rollins. That is not done yet, as I can tell. Yeah. Uh, I like it. I dug it. And he very thoroughly and without being too overly preachy about it, um, fleshed out his character and we got definition is he going to be the heel he's going to be the baby face it's definitely the heel um i like the angle with putting dusty's uh photo on the tron and explaining that for those who didn't see it he was holding or dusty was in madison square garden holding up the world title and he had won it for a couple minutes before the decision was reversed and you know one of those false finishes type things and uh um, that that's where the what's term dusty finish came from i think i think so yeah because he wanted by count out and then so they and then they had to reverse the decision and who did you say is the heel did you say cody's the heel or were you saying seth is the heel no it established that uh cody was definitely going to be the baby face okay okay sorry you know yeah. and he claimed the family honor Yes. Yeah, and and do it for Dusty, kind of playing on all the the heartstrings. Yes. And so, you know, definitely going to start title chasing right out the bat. But so we don't know who it won't be. It won't be Roman yet. But mm-hmm. um, you know, there's plenty of uh, championships floating around as of right now. Anyway, if maybe not if they keep doing all these unifications. But. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. I thought, you know, about SmackDown, we'll get into that. But um, we talked about it, though, the tag team titles probably need. I, I think if you do your main titles and tag team, that's enough. I don't think you need to make, well, and I guess the women's tag titles. I think that's where I would go as far as unifying. Still keep, you know, the IC and US as secondary titles. Yeah. Um, speaking of tag team champions, Sasha Banks and Naomi got a win over Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan. We're probably seeing the cracks there, Greg. Um, Liv Morgan, I guess we can, I'll, I'll kind of tie in SmackDown because it kind of, it has to tie in. But Liv Morgan got a good win over Sasha Banks last night. But Rhea was kind of playing the heel up. And I don't know if you, I guess I could have brought this up in our news rumors and all that good stuff, Greg. But Rhea's being mentioned as a um, possible part of the new brood 2.0 with Damian Priest and Edge. And I think that could do, that could probably be interesting to kind of go that route, uh, especially maybe if you bring in Beth Phoenix as like a heel 
type. We haven't seen Beth Phoenix really do heel much lately. So, you know, maybe Beth could be kind of a mentor to Rhea. You know, they're both those strong type women really work, you know, about the same type of rate. So um, I, I, I'm in it. You know, I, I think, like I said, I think next week they lose it. They don't win the match. And then we see the ultimate breakup of Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan. I don't know what that means for either one. I, I think it means better for Rhea, but because she's just a better heel. I mean, you know, granted, we did have the little WrestleMania moment, Greg, where uh, that fan was like, you know, Rhea lets it be myself. So that's kind of cool. But Rhea's obviously better positioned as a heel. And under Damian Priest, under um, Edge, would be really interesting to see what she could do there. Yeah. Uh, and I was seeing it after the end of that uh that match it's like finally they're going to let Rhea go heel um and i think this is the situation you just set it up to knock it down with her storming off and they go oh i gave us a tech and they got us another tag team uh championship match next week it's like this is where you're going to get yeah and this is where Liv is going to get destroyed and Rhea is going to turn heel and we're finally going to get a different Rhea, which is something i've been pushing for for a long time because she's been very toothless as far as being stuck in these tag teams and the gimmick is not getting over she doesn't live up to her nickname which is something that that i'm big on you know if you're the killer we better see that you're a killer or and so on and her thing is brutality and she's anything but brutal so she needs that and i would love it if she ended up joining the the brood and letting that brutality out finally she already looks the part she fit right in with edge and uh priest and let her be healed we had never seen her be healed in nxt she was the baby face and when she got to main roster she was baby face we haven't gotten to see real or a heel ripley yeah and you know as long as they let her loose and let her do the heel stuff you know that could be the career revitalization she needs because she definitely needs something yeah, yeah, that's that's your biggest point right there. Really good point made. That I think she needs something different, and it's time. So, um, speaking of completely different things, Greg, we saw Elias's younger brother show up on Raw. <laughs> I can't even take it seriously, but Ezekiel. Um, I'd seen reports that they were. It was funny. I guess Creative had told uh, Elias to cut his hair and shave all off. But Vince never, you know, officially gave it the okay after it happened. So they were trying to wait it out for like Elias to, you know, get things grown back. But now it looks like they're just going to run with it. Um, You know what, Greg? I'm laughing at it, but I'm just going to say it. I'm all in on it. Uh, I think, you know, it's something different for Elias. I think it's going to be fun to see him play it up. Now, the downfall is it can't be like Abyss or Joseph Park where, you know, you don't have a different look. You don't have like this darker image. <laughs> you just have Ezekiel. So, you know, maybe you do this for a little bit and then, you know, maybe the, maybe the beard starts growing in from time to time. And then you say, no, I'm, I was Elias all along or something like that. So <laughs> I, you know, him and Kevin Owens, and I love Kevin Owens, not, not even trying to, I think Kevin Owens helped it by saying, we all know who you are, but you know, you know, you could do uh, you could do different ways to get 
Elias back if you're going to do that. And remember, in a way, the last shot we have of Elias was bearing his character. So right. it makes sense to do this Ezekiel, younger brother, uh, Samson cutting off his hair type avenue. So, you know what? Like I said, I'm all in because why not? How about you, Yeah, yeah um, something different. And I didn't recognize him until until uh, somebody said. I don't know if it was Graves that said it first or if it was KO. But I was looking at him like, okay, he looks kind of familiar, but yes. holy crap, what difference a beard makes. Because mm-hmm. uh, you don't know what he looks like underneath all that. And yeah. he, you know, it's like the Mandy Rose thing, you know, changing the hair color from mm-hmm. the brightest of yellow to the darkest of black. And it doesn't even look like the same person. It's the same case here. You know, the hair is straighter. Uh, there's no beard where there was more beard. There's enough beard for three people uh, mm-hmm. before. And, you know, you take off the the uh, transient clothes and the bandanas and things, and you got a completely different person. So I didn't even recognize him. I'm sure a lot of us in the arena were sitting around going, okay, who is that? Because we know we're going to get some debuts, but who is this guy? Yeah. And the, the backboard says Ezekiel. Well, I've never seen a white guy named Ezekiel. So, I, I mean, say, some people thought that was Ezekiel Jackson. They thought that Zeke was coming back. Right. That's kind of what my thought was. I mean, yeah. uh, even in Walking Dead, there's an Ezekiel. He's a black guy. It's like, that's an odd name for a, for a white character. So, it's a fun angle. So, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes. If he stays with the, you know, comic route or, you know, we eventually end up buying into it or whatever. But, you know, we'll go with it, see what happens. Kevin Owens is going to help make it, too, I think, if he keeps playing that up. Yeah. Um, you know, that helps. So. Um, the Miz defeated Dominic, but it finally happened, Greg. Veer came, and he came hard on Dominique and Ray. So there you go. And now we'll get Veer and Ray Mysterio and you know what, Greg? Ray's probably going to beat him, isn't he? Uh, are are they going? Are I don't know. I think they're going to keep playing it up. But yeah, I think Fear's going to get the win. They they want to show he's not a clown. Yeah, you know him and Shanky were a joke, and if they're really serious about, you know, giving him like. What four or five months of of vignettes? Yeah, you know, just they the, have to do something with it. Yeah, I mean, he's he's got to stack some wins for a while, I think. That's so, yeah. and maybe have a a rivalry with Gender and Shanky just to you know show that I'm the top of the food chain as far as those three go, and you know, not put him back in that group. So. Talk about the head of hair, though, Greg. Man, that hair is still, he's just like a lion's mane, that hair. So hopefully they never tell him to cut the hair off. So um, how about Bianca Belair? Uh, had a little shine, shiner going on. I guess Becky gave her a little receipt. Uh, interesting, we didn't see Becky at all. Really, we didn't see, you know, we didn't, we don't, I, I would assume we're doing Bianca and Becky again. But if we go Bailey or Asuka, I'm, I'm game for that, too. 
Uh, I, I kind of wonder if we need to go away from Becky and Bianca for a bit and maybe revisit it. But then again, Becky's been, you know, kind of doing social media stuff saying, you can't deny me, you can't deny me. So uh, where do we think the road is going for Bianca right now, Greg? Yeah, I was a little surprised that she got through the segment without getting inter interrupted. That um, I thought that a new, a new challenger would come out and we'd have a new um, storyline to set up, but mm -hmm. she didn't. She she did her, uh, her her segment, and that's a nice shiner. I, I could tell when uh, Becky hit her with the boot during the match, like, oh, that's going to hurt. Mm -hmm. Because you can see her, that heel hit very clearly on the cheekbone. Yeah. And uh, you can tell she's wearing it now. Um, so yeah, I agree with you that you know WrestleMania is where these storylines should uh, be signed off on, and we start something new. Uh, you know, Becky's earned some you know time off to you know decompress for a little bit, and then come back, get at it again, and maybe find a new challenger, and they work back towards each other because that's going to be kind of a standing rivalry between those two. But uh, like maybe finish it at SummerSlam for good. Well, yeah, bring it full circle. Yeah, Becky came oh, out yeah. at SummerSlam, yeah. mm -hmm. and you know that's where the whole thing began, and that could be where it ends. So I can see that. Yeah. Um, but I think fitting somebody in in the in short the term, yes, would be a smart idea, and then bringing that uh, Becky back for SummerSlam, and just bringing the whole uh, rivalry to end where it began would be yes. perfect symmetry. Yeah, because it is interesting how WrestleMania is not necessarily the end of stuff anymore, as we saw from last night with Charlotte and Ronda, which we, Ronda, sorry, uh, which we kind of assumed with the way that match ended. But um, Street Profits defeated Alpha Academy. You know, I still think the Street Profits get the tag team titles down the road. It just feels like, you know, maybe with the newer edge added to them, not necessarily heel but maybe like new day type doing underhanded here and there to try to pick up wins yeah um, i think that's where we kind of see it how about this though greg braun breaker is our new two-time nxt champion winning on raw which is kind of funny because the word was that he was probably stated to go to raw so you almost wonder if maybe they'll just like you said maybe do the screen test um for braun in the next couple months and then maybe SummerSlam call him up full time. That's kind of where I perceive things going for Braun. But um, I, it's funny because people are like, well, nothing really happened on Raw. And I'm like, yeah, we only, we only got a new NXT champion. And, you know, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty, <laughs> that would normally be enough, wouldn't it? I mean, for a Raw after Mania. So um, yeah, interesting that Braun wins the title back. I mean, I still think he should have won it on Saturday. I I felt like it did it. It wasn't a big moment um, winning it on Monday, which is kind of weird to say. So, uh, what do you think, though, Greg? Uh, I disagree, uh, just for the fact that I think a lot more eyeballs were on him on Monday than were on him on that's Saturday, and that's probably the reason why they didn't pull the trigger on him winning at Stand and Deliver because he was going to get that many more eyeballs on him 
on the Raw at the WrestleMania than he would um, on Saturday. And so it was it made sense to do the rematch. And if you really want to get him over after, you know, we're still celebrating the buzz of WrestleMania weekend and the Hall of Fame inductions, which saw the Snyder brothers go in and they're really uh, coming in strong with the relationship of the Steiners and Braun Breaker. Now here's Braun Breaker and in a championship match, mm-hmm. get so much more exposure, probably two, three times more exposure than he had on Saturday in his championship match. And now you have a much bigger audience taking him in. And so even when he goes back to NXT, and I think he's going to stay down there for the rest of the year. I don't think he's coming up after SummerSlam. He needs that seasoning. He needs to get that, you know, that road work in and really establish himself, have some solid matches and have time to make mistakes because he's not ready. He's definitely not ready. But, you know, he looks the part. Um, his his might skills are on point, and the only thing left that needs to get to that uh, top level is his ring works, which is is solid, but it's not where you want to be if you're going to be a top guy. And I'm sure when they bring him up, that he's they're going to want him to be the top guy, at least one of the top two three guys. So his might his ring work isn't there yet. So uh, the rest of this the year in NXT and then bring him out for road to WrestleMania or at WrestleMania or uh, maybe raw after WrestleMania mm-hmm. would be perfect. Yeah. Um, maybe after we have uh, rock and Roman and Roman retains, then boom, here's your next real challenge mm-hmm. and Braun breaker fully seasoned, ready to go with a whole lot more recognition because he's doing like a little spot moonlighting on the main roster. So he can, he can stay fresh in your mind um, would be the way to go. So I don't think we bring him up anytime soon, but this gets him that exposure, puts him in your headspace as we go forward. That's true. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, I just put, I want to put a past WWE. I'm not saying it's the best move, Greg, but, you know, if you see some, you know, workhorse that you want to call up, you're going to call him up. But uh, I'd be, yeah, I would be interested to see him just really, like you said, get seasoned. Um, he's still a little salty, so he needs a little more seasoning. But uh, speaking of good moves, how about MVP with almost now? I think that's a huge move because almost can't talk worth a lick. <laughs> so now you have MVP being that mouthpiece. I mean, you had AJ be the mouthpiece. So unfortunately, Greg almost just might not ever be that mouthpiece that he can. But MVP being with him really opens up another avenue, especially maybe you have MVP, maybe get a couple more guys under his wing. And then it just builds up Lashley on his own, which I think we've been wanting to see for a while, you know, finally doing Lashley stuff. So, um, I thought I, I didn't know why at first MVP wasn't with Lashley, and now it all makes sense. Especially when you had Lashley saying, I did it on my own. And then you have MVP come out and be like, you know, trying to talk that up, like, oh, no, you needed me. But uh, yeah, I thought it was a really good move to put almost with MVP and really, you know, we'll build almost up now. I still don't know what the ceiling will be for him, Greg. I just can't see him as champion. You know what? Like, 
there's just other guys ahead of him. But, you know, just just being Andre <laughs> Giant and, you know, having a good big man run is probably good enough too. So um, what, what do you think about the move to put MVP with almost, Greg? It's genius to do that because, like I said, he, he, his, he can't speak on his own to save his life. I mean, I know the idea is to look and sound menacing, but you got to do it clearly. Mm-hmm. And he cannot do that. So having MVP beat a mouthpiece for him is great. And I don't think it really affects his ceiling when you look at the fact that the guy you just mentioned, Andre the Giant, he couldn't speak English to save his life. He couldn't mm-hmm. cut a promo to save his life. And he's, you know, one of the what, two guys to be inducted into the Hall of Fame by themselves. So, mm-hmm. you know, almost can still do that if yeah. if they if they treat him, uh, you know, correctly in the Andre-ish type fashion. Uh, Andre was a lot bigger deal than almost is now as far as a guy of that size and mm-hmm. the shock value and everything. We've seen giants come and go. Um, over the last decades, and it's nothing new now. But um, so it's just all about how they do it. Put him with MVP, let him be the bad guy, and you know you you got something with that. So mm-hmm. uh, it's it's a genius pairing, and lastly, it's the, per- the perfect first guy to help him clear that first hurdle as far as getting that status and that notoriety is being more than just a big man. Yeah, definitely. Um, also, Theory and the Usos defeated RK Bro and Finn Bauer. Uh, you know, then we also saw Roman Reigns mention to the Usos last night, Greg, that he wants the Usos to bring home the Raw tag team titles. But now with this defeat on Monday night, I don't see it happening yet. But do we see the Usos getting the Raw tag team titles as well at some point? Sadly, yes. So they have all um, of Right. It, it just plays into the storyline. You know, the bloodline runs the show. And maybe this is where we see Solo come up and be the deciding piece in that match, that unification match, um, where, you know, maybe Heyman gets thwarted, thwarted or he distracts the referee while Solo comes up. Yeah. From the opposite um, end and, you know, super kick somebody and then there goes your championships. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is really a way to build this, the whole storyline with the bloodline. This uh, be a perfect entrance point for Solo. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people are going to be buzzing about that. And then if they have all the gold the unified tag team champs, unified world champ, and then you have the bigger narrative of we control everything, and then everybody has to rise up to meet them. So um, I like it. I think it's going to happen. Kind of like the prophecy of gold, the undisputed era during the black and gold uh, NXT. And while they were doing that, you know, the matches, the rivalries were great. So... Mm -hmm. Maybe they're trying to to go for that again. So I definitely see it happening. Uh, we uh, we'll get to a Damien or uh, Roman Reigns 
really came out to state his dominance. <laughs> Nobody interrupted him yet until last night, and we'll get into that, Greg. But uh, that was kind of the end of all. But we also saw Edge, Edge and Damian Priest beat down AJ Styles. I'm going back and forth on, you know, now I'm wondering if maybe Champa could have help AJ Styles because we don't we haven't seen Champa last night on SmackDown, so maybe they are deciding to put him on Raw. That's probably where I'd go with that, you know, kind of put Champ in a high quality feud off the bat, working with, you know, three of the top guys, you know, three of the top raw guys right now. So I kinda like Champ in that role. I mean, I thought Finn Bauer too, but it looks like Finn Bauer's still busy with Austin Theory. So maybe bring Champa in to kind of help AJ fight off Edge and Damian Priest, that backlash, maybe a tag team match. But um, yeah, I mean, AJ obviously needs somebody, right, Greg, to <laughs> kind of help him in this feud. So um, any thoughts on who could help him out? No, but I like Champa. Um, to put him in there, you know, AJ and Champa have already crossed paths during the whole Dolph Ziggler storyline. Yep. And, um, so there's that familiarity there. They've already had, I think they had a tag team match on Raw um, during that time. Mm-hmm. So it would make, you know, a good logical sense to to bring him in. Like you said, put him in a high profile angle uh, with somebody like AJ, who's only going to make him look great, and uh, you know, have the finally the entrance point for Champa you know, permanently on the main roster. So, yeah. you know, he's the perfect guy for that. Yeah, I don't know where he's listed, you know, for being on, but I, I think Raw seems like a better fit. So, um, I was trying to think, was there anything else that we missed? I was trying to think if there's any promos that well, pretty much it was kind of promo city last night on SmackDown. So uh, we'll get into that. Is there anything else, Greg, you wanted me to catch up on on Raw that you thought I missed? No, we got the debuts, which surprisingly there weren't a lot of them, which I was surprised by. I felt like they kind of saved it for last night, I felt like so. Yeah. Um, But um, looking at NXT, uh, I guess the big news there was Gunther uh, getting (laughs) getting an NXT title shot, Greg, and then losing because he is now on SmackDown. Uh, But the end of, of NXT saw Joe Gacy and Harland have Rick Steiner in a little shark cage. See, I knew they had those shark cages still left, Greg. So, uh, <laughs> um, if there's one thing we know that NXT loves, Greg, it's kidnapping, abduction angles. So, so now we have Braun Breaker having to go, you know, somehow find his dad. So, uh, Joe Gacy's the first, the next man up, I guess, for Braun Breaker. How are we feeling about that? Uh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be fun, um, especially as you know, cult leaderish, psychotic. That uh, Gacy's becoming more and more every week. Mm-hmm. Um, I I dig the angle because it's not going to be just a simple, you know, match smash next kind of scenario. It's going to go on for a little bit, and with him and uh, having Harlan as his muscle, and then maybe um, the the other guy that they're recruiting is escaping me for a second. Uh, Draco? Yeah, uh, Draco. I think he's going to end up in do the we, loops. Here real quick, Greg. Do we see Rick Steiner in a tag match with Braun against Harland and Joe Gacy? 
Interesting. Uh, I, think <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I, I mean, Rick. Rick did look a little bit better than Scott Steiner. I'll say that. So maybe Rick, maybe Rick can get one match out of himself. Well, that's what I was thinking. Is that while you know they showed him that shark cage, he was sitting down, so I didn't get to see what he looks like uh, stature wise. I, mean, I guess I was just thinking such, at so. the uh, Hall of Fame, it didn't look like you know he looked okay. I, you know, but uh, I was just kind of wondering, I'm like, because like you said. It's this is once again like AJ kind of has, you know, we don't know who's going to help AJ. I mean, I don't know who's going to kind of help Ron. I mean, LA Knight, if he's not getting called up, I guess. But, you know, I think we didn't even see LA Knight. So I think that's why they're saving him for Raw or SmackDown. But um, yeah, I, I kind of wonder if we might get Ron and his dad, you know, get the, we'll get, it's like uh, LeBron and his son playing in the NBA together at some point, Greg. Uh, that'd be kind of fun to see, you know, a tag match on NXT TV, and then uh, you can have Joe Gacy and Braun fight for the titles. So, um, yeah. Any, did sorry, uh, sorry, I interrupted you there, but uh, that that did not, I did not want to escape that point. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I'd be interested to see Draco in there too. It, it feels like he he keeps showing up, but we haven't seen him all out in it. So. Um, the Creed brothers get attacked again, <laughs> uh, this time by Pretty Deadly, another NXT UK team, Greg. Um, so it's funny how they're just filling our few, you know, funneling in NXT UK talent down to NXT. Um, I guess good for those guys that they want to, you know, make the move here and kind of see what they could do here. But, um, you know, when we finally got to see a team <laughs> that attacks somebody and actually get it play out. So, and then like we, we already kind of talked up uh, Imperium falling apart. Unfortunately, I just think the writing's on the wall for Fabian. I, I just don't see him sticking around much longer. Um, any thoughts on the Creed brothers and now pretty deadly. I think they're former NXT UK champions as well, Craig. Yeah, it was a smart move to bring them in from UK. Um, Especially like we were saying, there's nothing left in NXT in the tag team division, so they need to bring talent from somewhere. Um, my only reservation is that everybody they bring from UK, they seem, seem to, uh, you know, ruin the gimmick too much. So um, they they've stayed true to the course with Imperium. Uh, thankfully, uh, grizzled young veterans were probably like. The bit, one of the biggest tag teams in NXT UK, and when they came to America, they became kind of a comedy act. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, they got really defined down, and now this Pretty Deadly team, uh, I haven't seen any of their matches, so I can't say anything about them, but they look like, you know, the real deal, and uh, they're getting, you know, pumped up like they are. And, you know, as long as they can come bring some good matches, and it looks like they're going to be heels, yeah. You know, let the heels be heels and, you know, you'll have, you know, some good stuff going on. So I'm hopeful that, uh, you know, they can deliver and, you know, they don't go the way of the grizzled young veterans and, you know, let them be serious, have a great rivalry. I mean, it, it does feel like at least NXT UK has brought in or NXT has brought in ready-made people from the UK. You know, we're not getting green characters. We're not getting, you know, 
people that need NXT necessarily, but um, it helps this NXT UK brand. So, um, Cameron Grimes was challenged by Solo. Uh, I like you said, Greg. I I'm ready to call up Solo. I know it's probably too soon in a way, but I think he can work some matches with his brothers, with Roman, and just kind of learn on the fly, you know. So um, I kind of wonder if after this, if Solo gets the call up here soon. And probably a good challenge for, you know, Cameron Grimes right now. I'll be interested in Cameron Grimes kind of, you know, where he goes with the NXT North American Championship too, Craig. Yeah, it, it fits the scenario that I was just painting with um, the prophecy of gold for the bloodline. Because mm-hmm. uh, you notice there were quite a few references to the bloodline in Cameron Grimes's, um, you know, one-on-one with with Solo. You mm-hmm. know, he, Solo mentioned the bloodline, and um, Cameron Grimes called him Oos. So they're not hiding it at all. So. Um, I think we're going to end up being the same as Braun and Walt Gunther that, uh, you know, they have, you know, their big match. Cameron Grimes wins. And then we see Solo turn up on, you know, SmackDown or Raw helping the Usos, you know, beat RK Bro. And then you go, you know, have a, you know, five-piece member of the bloodline with a new addition in there. So yeah. it, it fits the storyline, it fits the timeline perfectly. Uh, Dexter, Duke, Cownout. Uh, yeah, next. Moving on. Okay. Toxic uh, <laughs> Attraction get the tag team titles back because we saw Raquel Rodriguez. <laughs> Not a big name change, so I don't think that's a big deal, honestly, for her. Um, I It'll be interesting to see how she is portrayed, of course, on SmackDown, but um, I still think we need to call Dakota as well. Uh, but, hey, Toxic Attraction back with the gold, Greg, and um, yeah, I don't know who's next for them. <laughs> Maybe we we probably got to circle back to Kaylee Ray and Io Shirai, I would imagine, since they kind of, you know, didn't totally do that, but um, we'll kind of see where that goes, right? Yeah. Um... Dakota must feel like a, you know, redhead stepchild. Like, why is why is everybody getting called up but me? Yeah, um, I I feel bad for. I mean, Tegan Knox got called up before her. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we don't when we need to put uh, Shotzi on a milk carton because I haven't seen her in forever. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, all these girls who've gone up before her and she's still down there. Um, you know, her her talent is getting wasted. But um, as far as, you know, next woman up, you know, I think this smart thing, the top of the food chain now is um, EO. And unless you got some, some new people and, you know, you got some, some girls on the rise, you know, my side piece, Nikita, Nikita. And, she got a big uh, win. Absolutely. Um, Lash looks like a bigger version of Naomi. Looks and sounds like a bigger version of Naomi. Uh, Be interesting to see what they do with those girls. But um, the timeline was thirsty with that match, Greg, on uh, Tuesday. (laughs) So there you go. (laughs) 
plenty of uh, memes to be had for that match for sure. Yes, I'm sure there's plenty of gifs going around. Um, you know, maybe Tiffany Stratton could get some tag team partner. I mean, I don't really see much in her yet, so I think she could be good for that. So, um, Tony D'Angelo had a little made man ceremony. Uh, I still think probably the second, the number two heel until Grayson Waller goes away and moves yeah. up. But, um, you know, we'll kind of see now he's got AJ Galante with him, right? And we'll kind of see how that, that plays up. They could be a tag team as well. So, uh, and then Braun Breaker, of course, defeated Guther with the big storyline being Rick Steiner getting abducted, kidnapped because, you know, like we said, NXT loves that and make out sessions. So, yeah. <laughs> that's all there. That's half their writing right now. So, well, so much for uh, the safe place that Gacy's always talking about. There is no safe place with him. Well, that's a, and that's a whole gimmick. You got to think it's just, you know, he's just talking out of his mouth, but it's opposite. Obviously, he's a hypocrite because he's going to do the opposite of whatever he says. So, because um, that's what, <laughs> that's usually conspiracy theorists, Craig. So, and they just talk out, you know, random stuff and don't really mean it. So, I think it's it plays up for what it is. Uh, I, I would be interested how on the main roster it would translate. So I, you know you're gonna have to refine a little bit for that. But uh, yeah, so that's NXT, and of course we got to uh, um, SmackDown last night. SmackDown after WrestleMania because, like we said, this was kind of the big debuts. You know, we saw Guthrie there. Um, we saw Madcap Moss and Happy Corbin break up. We saw. Um, Ludwig Kaiser with Gunther, and we also saw Lacey Evans. I want to start there, Greg. How about the Lacey Evans promo? Everybody's loving it. I wonder if they should have just went that route at the very beginning with her. Yeah. Um, I can see why they didn't, because in NXT, remember she debuted during during the black and gold era. Yeah. And the whole character, the character she was Man, playing, it was yeah. way over, yeah. um, even as a heel. Um, we loved it, you know, the the draw, and, you know, she was good in the ring. So um, we bought in, and the girls she was in there uh, fighting, they were, she had some really good rivalries before she got called up. And then she got mixed in with Charlotte and the Ric Flair storyline, and uh, things started going downhill, and then well, she got the injured. Pregnancy was a blessing in disguise, because <laughs> remember, that was the whole feud with Charlotte right before she got pregnant, and right. we were trashing that up the wazoo, so maybe in a way, it's probably good for her to go away right. at that time to really define the character. Yeah, and now... She's back. She's been gone for so long. We pretty much forgot she existed. And mm-hmm. this is the perfect time to take away the Southern Belle gimmick and the draw and just have her come out real and going in such depth with the backstory and everything, you know, make her a sympathetic character. And when she comes out, you know, new music, new gear. And it's like the, Black and gold, Lacey never existed. So uh, smart, and look forward to seeing how um, when she does debut, how it looks. Uh, well, I I liked her from the uh, black and gold era, so okay. she already has some goodwill in the bank for, with me. Okay. 
so I'm rooting for her and you know, I hope she gets back to the you know, being one of the top girls in in the women's division. So I'm still um, kinda and I'm like obviously you could tell my my tone. I'm mixed on it. I I don't know. I just don't see anything in her. <laughs> and I guess it's interesting because they're like, oh, this is part one. So like how many parts will we need before she actually <laughs> comes back? You know what I mean? Like, do we need that? Like I felt like you you pretty much sold everything yesterday, I would think. You know, yeah. but uh, I guess we'll you could overdo it with the heart luck story. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. Hopefully, you know, maybe just next week another you know promo and then she's kind of back. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the crowd reacts to her. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it's like I said, on Twitter wise, which is, of course, its own vacuum. I mean, people are loving it. So, like you said, I think presenting a real side of her, you know, she's a mom. I mean, she's always been the mom part. You could always see that. Um, but yeah, now kind of presenting the past as well. So, um, should we get into Guther? making his debut with Ludwig, Greg. I mean, uh, people were, you know, he's in the red coat. Um, some were saying that's a homage to Nazi regalia, but uh, he's Austrian, so there is red on their flag as well, so we'll see. Um, he still looks like a hoss, so as long as they kind of keep him like that, and maybe they have um, Marcel be his mouthpiece for a little bit, Greg. Uh, we can kind of mm-hmm. see where that goes. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, um, I always said Walter was the one guy I'd never wanted to see on the main roster. Um, Just let him be Walter. And I'm saying Walter on purpose because they've already started ruining it. They're kidding, Um, Guther. Yeah, I loved it. That was funny. Uh, They're clearly kidding, Walter. Look, they're kidding, Guther. Yeah, no, they're not. But um, now that he's on the main roster, you can see that they haven't change the the overall gimmick you know the white backdrop the music's change is um still along the same vein so yeah. it's not too horrible a switch up um and you have the other ludwig van whatever his name is mm-hmm. um brutal name change you thought gunther was bad holy crap um but you know He's, he's still Walter with a different name. Um, I like to give him a squash match and hope to give him a series of squash matches just to kind of build him up. Yeah, build him up and then get him into a good uh, good feud and show that, you know, he can go and make him look like a serious contender for whoever's champion. So um, I'm going to keep my fingers really crossed tight that <laughs> they don't ruin him and yeah. you know have him join the job squad anytime soon because he doesn't deserve that he's i should have way too much goodwill built up now i thought he was going to be the guy to come out of the door when sammy zane was looking for an opponent greg and sammy zane's like the next guy coming out of the door then i kind of thought they'd play up you know walter there but they uh they played up drew mcintyre i guess we'll get into that real quick I know I'm jumping all around, but hey, we got the results right there. So uh, if you can, you can catch up for yourself. But Drew, Greg, <laughs> and Sami Zayn now. I mean, they must really wanted us to put us Drew on the back burner until they're ultimately ready for him to go after Roman, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And hey, 
Sammy is a big step up from Happy Corbin. So Absolutely. at least there's that. Yeah. He's it's upward mobility. Yeah. Um, and Sammy's going to be Sammy, and you know he's he's making his way to Roman, and so it's, it's going to happen sooner than later at this point. So I'm thinking, you know, around SummerSlam, just maybe we can get that Drew Roman match, but you need that time to build up to it. Yeah, and that's that's what's um, it's just it's just interesting to me that. Man, Drew, I mean, and Drew will make it work. I mean, he made it work last night. You know, I liked him not celebrating the count win. Like, you know, he didn't he didn't take any credit for it. So that was kind of, you know, that's a different way of going about it. So um, Liv Morgan defeated Sasha Banks. We've already kind of brought that up. How about the beginning of Raw, Greg? We saw Ronda Rousey out there. I thought she was going to give us those two words, Greg. Submission yep. match, but she said, I quit match. I quit matches are tough because it's a whole the referee has to walk over to you and say, Do you quit? Do you quit? <laughs> you know, it's always like, and when it's whenever you're on the ground, like <laughs> you could get that first shot in and they have to ask you, you quit. Like it, you know, it's kind of weird how they play that up, but obviously we're gonna get it. I assume today, social media wise, we'll see it's official. Adam Pierce will say it's official. Uh, and how about that little um, segment, Greg, where he has to know, he has to read it, you know, where it says Rhonda wants to see you. I'm like, is this like, you know, uh, <laughs> like asking, uh, a grade school asking, do you like me? Circle yes or circle no? <laughs> like, I mean, it, it was nice. At least they had his name on there. I did kind of joke. That's, you know, it is those little things that matter. And they did have his name on there. At least it wasn't some, you know, blank right. piece of paper. Um, but Charlotte and Rhonda in a night quit match. Yay, nay, maybe. <laughs> hey, yeah, I'm all for it. Um, we it'd be too too easy to give the people what they want, and you know, submission match. Yeah. Um, but this is the next best thing. So, um, you can still go with the you know you're going to tap out, you know, angle, but maybe having to say I quit is even worse than. Um, you know, tapping out. So I get it. I don't it. know if Charlotte has said those words. We know Charlotte has tapped out. Sasha made her tap out a couple of times. Now, I don't know if Charlotte has ever lost in a quit match or if she's, I'm trying to think if she's even been in one. I'd have to look up her, her uh, wrestling reference to see that. But, you know, yeah, maybe that's I think a she's been deal. in one. Yeah. So uh, that would be a bigger deal because it's Charlotte. You know, right. And it, it was all going to be interesting because there's no ancillary characters to involve. Yes. Uh, because yeah. remember the last time we saw an I Quit match was, I believe, Roman and uh, Jey Uso. Mm -hmm. yeah. And he only quit because his brother was yeah. was getting uh, beaten to crap and mm -hmm. he said, I quit. Yeah. So there's no outside characters, no manager, there's no other people involved. It's just Charlotte and Rhonda. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's no other reason for to cause either one of them to quit. So for that reason, I really like it uh, from from that from that angle. Or we could play up the old Mick Foley um, rock match where <laughs> Mick Foley's laying on the ground, passed out, and somehow he magically says, "As I he says, I quit." I think they played that up with the Miz too. I think the Miz had an I quit match. 
where he just used a tape recording. <laughs> you know, they used the backstage um, use of that. So, um, how about how about the Broken Nose Club, Greg of Butch, <laughs> Ridge, and Sheamus? What is going on with these these Irishmen <laughs> and their noses? Do they have the most fragile noses ever, or is the New Day just like f it? I'm just going to break their nose because now you had Butch bleeding from the nose yesterday. Um, Against Xavier Woods, who uh, and what about Xavier Woods saying, "Oh yeah, it's after WrestleMania, so the record's reset." And then I'm like, "You just said that's after Ronda and Charlotte are still beauty, but whatever." You know, it'd be <laughs> nice if we played up that you know that avenue, but I mean, it it was a different way to bring it about, you know, kind of clearing the air. But um, I, yeah. you know, a couple avenues there. I I just saw uh, Pete Dunn must just have these these uh this this must be we got to call the Broken Nose Club now, right? We're done with the fight club. They're the broken noses club because man, they must have the most <laughs> fragile cartilage in their nose ever. Now they just decided to use their noses as weapons. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, and the whole reset thing. I'm with it just because you know Woods is the is the gamer. So who else would go to the whole reset than than him and. And no king gimmick anymore. Right. I noticed that the, that that was gone. Um, we haven't had a new king in the ring yet, but um, King Woods is no longer a thing, apparently. I would assume Zelina probably drops it too soon. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, interesting angle. And, you know, at least you put the seed in the minds of everybody that. You know, we're back to zero, zero, new season, season premiere. Yeah. You know, who better to, to launch that uh, train of thought than Woods? So, And uh, we got a Madcap Moss um, face turn. Who would have thunk it, Greg? Now, just give him some wrestling gear <laughs> and you can call it a day. Because, <laughs> I mean, you had a good champ for him, too. Uh, you know, I, I mean... And I like that they didn't play that, you know, it was last week we saw the splinter and now we broke them up. You know, we don't need to, sometimes, you know, these tag teams breaking up are, you know, you don't need to play it out a long time sometimes. And this felt like one of those, Greg, that you had the split split last week, you know, the fracture showing, you played it up this week and you pulled the trigger. Like, <laughs> that's the way you should probably do it. So, um, yeah. do we, I'll be interested to see where Madcap goes. Does he keep Madcap Moss? Uh, somebody brought up what about Mayhem Moss. I kind of like that name, but it still makes me think of Wardlow too much. But um, it's going to be interesting Moss as a face character because we really haven't seen it. Maybe he just gets his name back, Riddick. <laughs> you know, so um, how are we feeling about the Madcap Moss face turn, Greg? It was good. I like the way he did it. Um, you know, playing it up where, you know, you know, do this as be funny and do it as if your job depends on it. And he just finally decides to grow a backbone and stand up to Corbin. And, you know, that's going to get everybody to pop for him. Um, so the the way they paid it off, it was great. And then have him get the, the better of Corbin and, you know, pretty much earn his own freedom. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, perfect way to to split them up so like i said it does take a month worth of build up to do it you know something like that is perfect 
Um, so I liked it, and it was it was a good way to introduce him, you know, as an unknown character into the WWE universe, and mm-hmm. um, you know, define him. So yeah, it was perfect. Even if he comes out as Mayhem Moss or whatever next week, you know, everybody knows who he is now, and I think now he can fit into the role that Boogs has left. Uh, because he's that same type of guy. Um, seems like he could lift a small car. And mm-hmm. He is very athletic and, you know, powerful, has that same type of build. And um, I think give, taking away the whole jokey joke gimmick um, could still be that kind of uh, boogish type character. Mm-hmm. So I'd see something like that for him. And everybody seems to be super behind it from yeah. the reaction that he got. So mm-hmm. I was, I was just surprised because you know we I wasn't really sure if if it would work out for him that way. Uh, and then speaking of surprises, how about Shinsuke Nakamura answering the call of Roman Reigns? Um, I you know, and I I love the I guess it's almost like the Godfather type look, Greg, <laughs> that Roman gave to you know he hogs him. Almost like A2 Brute, you know, like Caesar <laughs> getting yeah. taken out. Um, Shinsuke and Roman, though, I think that's one of the times, you know, Shinsuke steps it up when he's in a high-profile feud. So I feel right. like we'll see some of the some of the old Shinsuke that we've been missing. And, you know, it's a good filler feud uh, for both guys. Because like we said, I'm not ready to visit Cody and Roman yet. And then nobody's taken out Roman yet. So... And Shinsuke needs something to do, so why not try to get him feeling motivated again? And, you know, kind of, um, if we could only get rid of the Mike's Hard Lemonade gear, Greg, but it uh, looks like <laughs> he looks like he's officially sponsored by them. So, unfortunately, I'll just have to uh, look past that and quit nitpicking on it. But uh, Shinsuke and Roman next up, Greg, how, how are you feeling about it? Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with it. Um, especially if they, you know, Shinsuke can get the upper hand in some, some cases. Um, is he going to win it? No, but can we have, you know, one of those matches where, you know, he puts it on him so much that, you know, he takes a disqualification just to get away from him or, um, you know, we see the Yosos interfere because, you know, he just took that Kinshasa and that pin is about to happen, you know, if they put him over strong, absolutely. This could be, you know, a great rivalry because Shinsuke is that good. But um, he's, he's been a little bit less than he can be because of the whole uh, things he's been doing with Boogs for, for so long. And um, that being so over as it was. So now with no Boogs, it's time to reset. There's that word again. Reset Nakamura. And put him over strong and then, you know, present him as a legit challenger for, for Roman. So I like the placement there and you don't have to rush anybody uh, into next challenger for Roman with, uh, with him there. So I think it fits and we could get a good, you know, series of matches out of it. Yeah. I mean, we don't, I don't think they know who they want to put next for Roman. I mean, it, it just, you kind of, you just you have Roman and then everybody else right now. So 
Um, and then Raquel did have the little backstage promo, um, you know, brushing off Los Lotharios. So I think that's a good way to kind of build her up as her own independent, strong woman. So I think that was a fine, you know, she didn't take the kiss from them. You know, she mm -hmm. denied them the kiss. So, you know, I think that's fine for her to do. Um, any thoughts on that real quick, Greg? Yeah, she better have. Because <laughs> if, if she had, you know what they were going to do with her, like, oh. Yeah. So I was kind of holding my breath until she, she shot them both down. So I was like, okay, yeah. now we're good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I'd be, you know, you got to bring Shotzi back in there. I, I saw she was dealing with the death of her father. Um, so, you know, I'm, who knows how long that takes to process. So um, hopefully she's due back soon. And then uh, you got Shotzi. Kind of coming back, you know, Liv Morgan building up. I mean, we got some young women just ready to break through that glass, you know, kind of bring that new wave of, you know, the women. So, um, yeah. So that was SmackDown. Uh, anything I missed there? You know, now that you bring up the young women, I still am hopeful. Yeah, hopeful is the right word that even though it seems like an impossibility at this point that Aaliyah 317 can still be a thing. Yeah. Um, it is such a great gimmick to to get carried on. And if she come out as the anti-hero, babyface, you know, female stone cold type, you know, she's already got the the gimmick ready to go. Why isn't anybody, you know, press play on it? So yeah. Um, I'm going to put it out in the universe and hope it can happen. You know, it worked for Finn. It worked for, for to a lesser extent. At least he got the championship. Uh, it's worked for Ricochet. And I'm putting it on Aaliyah. Get her out there. Let the uh, Austin or the Aaliyah 317. Let's do it. I'm uh, I'm afraid she's on the chopping block too, Greg. But that's just, <laughs> that's just my thinking. You know, I think they... Trot her out there, saw what she could do. I, I just don't know. I don't think they see much, you know, because like you said, there, I just think there's too many women in front of her right now. So, you know, I don't know. And she's kind of an NXT homegrown person. I mean, she was on that breaking ground show with like Baron Corbin way back in the day when NXT had right. that little show. So she's been around, but, you know, the fact that you're, you know, what last year finally did something with her and, now she's gone, or you know, not gone, but she's just back in catering. That just definitely tells me something there. So. Yeah, they missed a moment at WrestleMania where you know Stone Cold could have been doing a segment backstage or a quick yeah. interview and Maybe have Aaliyah walk up. up. He's wearing his Austin three sixteen, and she's wearing her Aaliyah three seventeen, and he kind of gives her a thumbs up or something. You know, are you are the women's battle royal? I mean, we didn't even have that. So, right. you know, who's who's to say that could have helped her out? But, um, yeah. So let's get some commercial breaks in before we get into NXT, or uh, not NXT, AEW. Um, some stuff happened there as well that we'll have to talk up. So let's get some rogue energy going and leap performance, and then uh, we'll, uh, we'll save our last commercial for last call.
hit up some good points and high points of AEW um, from Dynamite the other Wednesday night. So, um, first off, we had Adam Cole defeat Christian Cage. Big news there, Greg, is Adam Cole, Hangman Adam Page, Texas Death Match. <laughs> I, I know, like, some people brought up they've only done four or five of these in the existence of you know, AEW, but Greg, we've heard, did we just do this with Adam Cole? Like, I mean, Adam Page two months ago. I mean, it's pretty recent. So, yeah. How are we feeling about a Texas death match now between Adam Cole and Adam Page? I guess it's a way to stop the, you know, to really finish a feud off for now, maybe, and then revisit it down the road if you go that route. But, uh, how are we feeling about another, you know, like I said, I think it's been a couple months, but still, that seems kind of soon. Yeah, well, maybe they're making this uh, Heyman's signature match. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he just beat Lance Archer in the same match. And, uh, you know, maybe this is, becomes a thing now. Texas Deathmatch, Heyman, Adam Page. You know, no, nothing says cowboy like Texas. So um, that this could be the gimmick going forward. This could be the, you know, under, Undertaker... Hell in a Cell um, symbolism yeah. type of thing. Uh, word association. So, sure. the Minister <laughs> Hangman, you know, good on him. Yeah. I like it. Um, but uh, it's setting up a great match. The first match was great. And, um, you know, you can legit- legitimately wonder um, who's going to win. Mm-hmm. But uh, they're making this Hangman signature. I expect Hangman, Hangman to win. But if it just happens to be a coincidence, it's not out of the realm of possibility that Adam Cole could win. And that would set up a whole lot of interesting scenarios moving forward. So it's going to be real fun. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I do want to see how I guess I'll just wait and see how the match plays out um, as far as that goes. So um, we had a couple Owen Hart qualifiers. Samoa Joe defeated Max Caster, obviously. Um, how, the big news, though, for Samoa Joe, though, is uh, Minoru Suzuki for the ROH TV title, Greg. Uh, I'm saying give it to Samoa Joe. <laughs> give him the ROH TV title and let him carry that um, for a little bit of time. Uh, what do you think, Greg, next week? Samoa Joe getting the TV title of ROH. Uh, well, first of all, so happy to see Joe back on TV. And the Muscle Buster. I've, I've loved Joe for so long, mm-hmm. uh, going all the way back to TNA in the 100-and-something match winning streak. Uh, he's always been a beast, always been great on the mic, always, you know, with the psychological game, the facials, the everything, just total package. And I've missed seeing Joe on my TV. So, so happy to see him back. Uh Plus the whole thing with uh, Max Caster and his reaction to the stuff that Max Caster was saying in his raps mm-hmm. was hilarious. Where he's everything that Max Caster is saying is pretty much true, and Joe's just, yeah, you got a point there, uh huh. And and then he goes and kills him. So you know, get your piece in now, son, because you're about to get this work. So it was fantastic. So happy to see Joe back. Uh, him, him and Max, you know, still had a great match. And then the uh, Minoru Suzuki, 
we already seen Suzuki with those in those matches with uh, John Moxley and mm-hmm. a couple of the other guys. Um, guys a beast, but what is he like 60s, 70s? It looks like uh, he's he, up there. <laughs> he's uh, I'm sure he, he looks older than he is, but maybe probably not by much. So um, I expect a, a great Hoss fight with him and Joe, and Joe definitely taking the strap and. Um, Joe being a longtime ROH guy anyway, it just fits perfectly to transition the title over to him. So, mm-hmm. yeah, looking forward to a to a, a barn burner of a match between those two. And then we also had Akira Shida defeat Julia Hart. I'll keep saying it. I'll keep saying it. I'll keep saying it. <laughs> Give me emo Julia. But Greg, Serena Deeb and Shida, like, is this is this the feud that never ends? Like, I don't. I don't know why we keep revisiting this well because last time they're like, oh, this is the final chapter. Oh, uh, but wait, we got an epilogue. <laughs> you know, we got an epilogue coming up. Um, do we still need to see Sheeta and Serena Deep go at it? Because I'll be honest, I don't need to. I think both women need to move on. I guess it's telling that they can't figure out what to do with them, unfortunately. But um, yeah. Talk me out of it, Greg, I guess, or or how are you <laughs> feeling about it? Because, yeah, I'm not really sold on it. Continue. Well, um, first of all, I think we are definitely seeing the heel turn of uh, Julia Hart mm-hmm. as evidence in this match. Um, she started off with, uh, you know, jumping Sheeta before the bell and then trying to choke her with her varsity jacket yeah. and then kicking the varsity blinds uh, out of the out ringside of area yeah. and she was just healing it up the whole match so mm-hmm. it is happening and I think the uh, House of Black prediction is right around the corner mm-hmm. um, I, I see some, at some point the blackout happening Alistair Black coming out and taking off that eye patch her. and then she's got a, a black eye area rip of uh, that looks like his because they've so, already kind of shown underneath she does have some makeup she's been rocking underneath there like you can yeah. see just a touch of it right yeah. so i think we're gonna we're gonna see that when we have the big reveal and the eye patch comes off so Good. um I, I think we are correct on that one uh, as far as the Sheeta and uh, serena deep thing happens or goes you know the back and forth of these two has been uh, long running with uh deep ruining the 50th match mm-hmm. um celebration then putting her on the shelf and then serena coming back and ruining her ch- or serena's chance at getting the uh title shot mm-hmm. and just the genuine heat that they built up between each other um it's going to keep going for a little bit until we get a cage match and maybe trying to build these two up Britt Baker Thunder Rosa style. Yeah. You know, a lights out match between these two, I think, is a definite possibility. And that's going to help both of them, especially if it ends up performing on a level. I I don't expect it to be better, but on a level as Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker did. Mm -hmm. So, um, from what we've seen with Serena, and I said, I was never really a, a big Serena Deeb fan from the beginning and I saw her beginning in a straight edge society and mm-hmm. having her 
gorgeous long hair cut off <laughs> on live TV in the ring by CM Punk. And that broke my heart. But um, she's really, um, you know, won me over as a fan with, you know, how brutal her matches are and mm-hmm. the sadistic sneer and, you know, just making it look easy. And, um, you know, heels being heels, getting to heal it up, and that's how you do it. And then uh, you have the favorite come back like Sheeta, and she pulls the um, aggression out of Sheeta too. So mm-hmm. it's all the all the elements for uh, a great feud, great rivalry. Even though it's been as long running as it has been, yeah. I think they're gonna they're building it up to one of those big lights out um, type matches, a big cage match or a big blow-up match yeah. of that type of magnitude. I think that's where it's going. And probably so, double or nothing. And double or nothing would be fine for that to kind of let that play out. But um, yeah. And I guess I shouldn't complain about it, Greg, because, you know, usually we just have the women's division of the title, the title picture, and that's it. So this has been a nice under-the-radar, you know, kind of side quest <laughs> that we usually don't see from. So there we go. I'm I'm – Stepping back from the ledge a little bit. I'm not, I won't jump off the ledge yet. But now, if they have the big blow off match, Greg, and they still keep feuding, <laughs> I'm allowed to take the full leap off. But anyway, so um, Battle of Sean's happened. Sean Dean, Captain Sean Dean, defeated Sean Spears. Has Sean Spears won anything ever, Greg? <laughs> like, I feel like. <laughs> I really don't think so. So something's never changed from leaving NXT and I mean, coming he over to. Doing, he has to do something right though, because he 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 shows up on TV. He works, you know, in the ring. So uh, the big news there was Wardlow distracting it. So now we're gonna get MJF and Sean Dean. Do we see Wardlow messing that up as well, Greg? Yeah, I think Wardlow is just gonna make life miserable for. Yeah what's left of the pinnacle until he gets his match with Max. So um, love what they're doing with it. And then I think um, if he ends up costing MJF his match against the captain next week, then there's your catapult into Max changing his mind and going, okay, I'm going to take care of you myself kind of thing. So Mm -hmm. uh, I definitely think it's going to happen again next week. Um, and then we had some tag team quality matches. The Hardy Boys defeated Butcher and Blade. Uh, we saw Sting and Darby Allen come out as well, I believe. So that, you know, that stuff just keeps <laughs> the Hardys and um, the Butcher and Blade and the um, Andrade. It just keeps going around, you know, around and around. But um, we did have uh, Andrade. I love that he was using the bunny. Oh, by the way, Greg. How funny was Rhea Ripley looking like the bunny at WrestleMania? I was like, uh, <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. And side note as well, the whip that Liv Morgan had at WrestleMania, Greg, is auctioned off, and the bid is at 5000 bucks right now. So. Wow. Uh, apparently, apparently she used it on a few ladies that she's not releasing those names. So, <laughs> so you know some some creepy person with some money to splurge is totally going to buy that whip um, for their own personal reasons. I'll just leave it at that. So anyway, <laughs> um, 
Speaking of feuds that never end, are we done with the Hardys and uh, Andrade, Butcher, and Blade stuff, Greg? No. Um, and, you know, what I think it is is that who's going to do Stadium Stampede now? Yeah. That, uh, yeah the that inner circle is gone. The pinnacle is pretty much gone. You're going to need four or five-piece faction or together to do the state the stadium stampede and yeah. looks like this may be it yeah okay so yeah i can and then i'll get into that because i thought they talked about blood and guts coming back too so i don't know if they'll use that for this or maybe they might use that for like ftr the young bucks because i feel like that could be something there too so uh speaking of which ftr uh talk about a organic face turn greg <laughs> This is probably the one of the more organic face turns we've had in you know in a bit in um, you know any wrestling company. It's amazing to see how much the crowd is really behind FTR right now, uh, defeating the Young Bucks. And I mean, just just keep rolling them out there. You know, it's it'll probably be awesome to see when the time comes when Bret Hart shows up with Dax and Cash. I think that'll be a cool moment to see. And I wonder if that might be the double or nothing, you know, kind of coming up party. You know, maybe they show with Bret Hart at their side then uh, because it's coming, obviously. I think it's it's all about how much does Bret want <laughs> to make an appearance, I would assume. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I can't get enough of FTR Young Bucks, Greg. That is one feud. I'll just say just keep that going. Yeah, what a fantastic match. I mean, that was the one match you're usually doing, um, you know, texting or doing some things while I'm watching it. But that was the match you stop what you're doing and just watch this thing because it was that good. And they delivered beyond what I expected. And I expected a great match. Well, putting in the main um, event helps it too. Like they, you knew this is one of the times that I think you had the right main event. <laughs> like yeah you know, yeah they didn't fault. open with it thankfully we do fault with AEW sometimes that they your their placement of matches is a little off but this was the perfect main, main event right um it had all the you know the swerves and the um the false finishes the um you think it's going one way and then it goes the other and back and forth uh just an amazing match so you know hats off to both teams um they put on a real show that could have been the last match of a of a double or nothing or all in and we would have gone to home super happy so uh, they put that match on tv and it was the bomb so um love it love they kept it on ftr and um looking forward to another one because now they're one in one uh, both teams have won a match, so there's got to be a third, of course. So uh, maybe that's going to come in at a double or nothing or whatever the next big show is. So, you know, you have that to work towards and, you know, promos are cut and it's just more great TV waiting for us. Um, breaking news real quick. Not that it's that breaking, but we there we go. We have the rematch set to go between Ronda Rousey and uh, Charlotte, it will be an I quit match. So, Greg, we just, you know, we talked it into existence, and there it is. Hey, there we go. But um, speaking of 
the Black Combat Club. Uh, that might as well have been Rampage last night, right? We book in with Brian Danielson defeating Trev Ferretta. And, of course, we are Yuta's coming out party. Um, bleeding all over the place. Uh, there's one picture somebody got, Craig, where the blood on Wheeler is like literally shooting out. <laughs> you know, not dripping, like legit coming out. So uh, whoever got that picture, man, they'll they'll probably make some money off that. So uh, looks like Wheeler is officially in the Blackpool Combat Club. Um, talk about, you know, just a a perfect way to build somebody up. That's what they've done with Wheeler. Yeah, holy crap, dude. If that match didn't get him into the club, nothing would. I mean, <laughs> nothing will. Wow, what a banger of a match. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. And, you know, especially all the spots where John Moxley gets his pins, he didn't get it. You know, he kicked out of the paradigm shift. He figured a way out of the bulldog choke. Mm-hmm. And then he put it on Moxley. Um, and then, you know, getting busted open and just firing back up and just being a zombie. Every time you put him down, he just got right back up and got meaner. Um, just such an awesome match. Um, I was digging you to over this, these last, um, you know, couple months, you can see the flashes in him. And then, uh, this angle with, uh, the black little combat club and, having those matches with Danielson and and uh, Moxley now. Yeah, 100% all in. This dude fits in with them, and that match is the perfect example of why, because uh, I didn't see his uh, Supercard of Honor match, but you can see why he's the champ now. Um, dude's a beast, and now we really got to see what he's capable of. Um you just showed that tenacity, just that pit bull in him. And mm-hmm. um, so amazing match, just mind-blowing. I love that they gave him enough time to to tell the full story. I'm sure that, that match closed in probably about 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, if it had gone another 15, I would have been super happy. But mm-hmm. um, he probably would have died from blood loss. So... <laughs> Yeah, he was. Uh, he good thing ended it where he did. Yeah, such well, a great that, match. I mean, you think about. It, I think Wheeler was just brought in just as a side character. You know, I don't know if they ever thought they were going to put him in the forefront. Maybe they did. Maybe they had some long term plan. But you know, when um, Trent went down, I think they needed somebody to fill that void, and they bring in Wheeler. And you know, we don't even really think much of him. So uh, good for him. And Mox or uh, Brian Danielson. Uh, who held the ROH Pure title, I think, for a little bit, putting that back on Wheeler was a nice moment as well. So, uh, then yeah. sandwich in between, uh, Red Velvet moves on. Uh, I thought Willow Nightingale looked pretty decent, so I wonder if she'll end up getting signed, Greg. Uh, no surprise that Red Velvet, I mean, she's always been kind of right there. Uh, you know, maybe she's kind of the underdog to get this whole. Owen Hart tournament win. I don't know what it's going to be for, but uh, yeah. And then Swerve Strickland defeated QT Marshall. Um, we will officially see Swerve and Keith Lee face off against Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs on Dynamite. And I'm all in for that to kind of see where they go. Yep. Um, 
though, you know, anytime I see QT Marshall in the ring, I want to change the channel, but yeah. uh, it's, it is what it is, you know, you know, helps Swerve get over. Um, Red Velvet, same thing. Uh, but, you know, it's organically building up the, the women's division. You know, a year from now, Red Bell could be the top girl in the division. Who knows? Uh, you know, a little tweet to the character, hopefully a better name than Red Velvet. And, you know, she could be somebody. So, you know, I'm not hating on her. But, um, you know, this this was all about setting up the uh, the next Red Page with the Texas Death Match and, um, and then really laying as much time in as you could on the uh, main event. So, but what are, your, what are your thoughts on the on the main event with Yuta and Moxley? I mean, like I said, I just I'm so I can't believe he's the guy that ended up over so much. I re, you know, we was a guy like I said just kind of showed up on screen. And I was like, oh look, there's a guy. Like you know, I didn't know he had this in it. So it's amazing to build somebody up like that and really show what they can do. And, and then we also saw next week that Rampage will start at seven. So nice little like hour ahead of SmackDown. And like you brought up, I wonder if they use, you know, 30, 20, 30 minutes for the, the death match. Um, yeah. Maybe not much else. I think Battle of the Belts is happening too, because they were saying Thunder Rosa is going to fight Nyla Rose on the 16th, which is Saturday. Yeah. Saturday, uh, yeah. Next week belt. is Easter weekend. Um, so, but I, I don't think NBA playoffs are, or maybe NBA playoffs are happening. Is that maybe why the bump for Rampage on TNT? Yeah, I believe that's why, because yeah. the, the playoffs are going to be on TBS and TNT. Okay. So, must have an eight o'clock tip off or something. So, yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Well, that is what I had. For Rampage and AEW, uh, really, they're really moving along towards Double or Nothing. You know, I, I always think Double or Nothing should be, I'd probably put All In as their top of it, but I thought Double or Nothing started to be one there, you know, I don't know, that's kind of ahead of maybe Revolution at times, I feel like. So um, it'll be interesting to see what they kind of build up for Double or Nothing. Like you said, the, the Stadium Stampede could come back there, or Blood and Guts. Um, F, you know, we'll have. MJF and Warblow, you know, I still think we'll probably get Darby and Jeff Hardy at it. So uh, going to be some fun stuff there. Uh, let's yeah. take one more commercial break. And then we got a last call, Greg, and uh, one that will make us think a little bit. So there we go. What is up, everybody? It's your boy Dan over at BWSports1.com and Black and White Sports. And I'm wondering, if you're ready to buy or sell that home, now's the time, and I got just the person for you. Mr. Sean Nugent, a.k.a. Rockstar Realtor himself. 317-503-8322. Put that home on the market. Get into your dream home with this man. Talk to Sean at Talk to Tucker today, 317-503-8322. And make sure you tell him the boys over at BWSports1.com sent you. All righty. It is NFL draft season, Greg. And uh, so I wanted to go draft-wise for W for your own wrestling company. So I want your top five women to start a company around your top five men to start a company. Now, obviously, Greg, I presented this question because I've had time to think about it. So I could go my answer first while you kind of put your answer together. 
Um, okay. But we'll kind of start men's side. My top five men, I'm going to give you Roman, or give me Roman because I mean, it's Roman Reigns. He is on an all the level now. I'm going to go Kenny Omega. I know AEW has some really top guys, but when it comes down to it, Omega is just, there's something about him that just stands out. I'm going to go Drew McIntyre because I love me some Drew. And I think, I think he's a good guy to have at the top, the bottom, the middle. I mean, Drew's shown that he could be anywhere. So that's my third. Obviously, I'm going Brian Danielson because I love me some Brian Danielson. And I just feel like he could be anywhere your position. And I got to go young, Greg. I got to go MJF. I think, I think MJF gets it. He just gets everything about it. Like that's, I mean, to be 25 and to get it, that takes a lot of, you know, know-how. But I think it also helps that a lot of guys are sticking around longer to kind of, you know, help guide younger guys as well. But um, so Roman Reigns, Kenny Omega, Drew McIntyre, Brian Danielson, and MJF. Those are my top five guys. Nice. And yes, did I miss a bunch of guys? Of course. You know, we could flush it out later, but um, I'm, I was going back and forth on Drew because, yeah, Drew gets positioned weird, but then at the same time, he makes it work where he needs positioned. So, uh, how about yourself, Greg? Top five men you'd want to start your company around? Okay, but well, I, I absolutely agree with you on MJF. He's probably going to be my number one pick, yeah. to be honest with you, because. The guy is a heel through and through, and you need that guy that everybody wants to pay their money to see get beat up. And at the same time, he is so good that seeing him get beat up is going to be a chore. So um, he's got the look. He's got the mic skills. Probably the best on the stick that we have today. Um, so I definitely want him, uh, in my company. Um, so absolutely. He's, he's going to be my number one. Um, number two, I'm actually going to, to, I guess we consider he's two and three because I'm taking the young bucks. Um, I need a tag team division and. My tag team division is going to set around what I figure is the best tag team uh, in the game. And for my money, if I had to choose one team today, I'm choosing the Young Bucks. And considering the fact that before AEW debuted, I had never seen a Young Bucks match, uh, that's how much that I am invested in them. I would take them over the Usos. I would take them over the New Day even though I've been watching those teams a lot longer. Mm-hmm. Um, the the Young Bucks are just so on a different level that uh, I would choose them over uh, those two. So well, They get it, too. I mean, they understand what the business is all about. Absolutely. That's, that's a really important mind to have. Absolutely. And then, um, so I guess you consider those two and three. Uh, number four, I'm going to go uh, stick with the youth movement, and I'm going to bring in Braun Breaker. Mm-hmm. 
because he's going to be a star for the next 10, 15 years if his health, um, you know, as long as he can avoid the injury bug and, and being gone for long amounts of time. If he can, you know, stay healthy, he has all the tools. And, you know, the pedigree, he's going to know, you know, a lot more than another kid his age who doesn't have family in the business and that are Hall of Famers. Um, and where they have a massive star on the heel side and need a massive star on the uh, babyface side. And with them being uh, similar in age, you know, those two can propel the company forward on a Rock and Austin type level. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not sure how young um, Breaker is, but I'm sure he's in his 20s also. That's Yeah, yeah. I would so, imagine he's got to be mid-20s at most. Yeah. So. so I'm sure he and MJF are right around the same age. And those two um, pushing the company forward is, is perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, so... S4, and then uh, five. I am going to take Paul Heyman. Mm. Yeah. Creatively, he's a genius. Um, so as far as working behind the scenes and putting you know great ideas into the ether, as far as uh, what to do with talents, who to bring in. Um, and then being a mouthpiece for a guy who's, you know, in almost territory where he's got the physical gifts, but he can't uh, project himself onto the screen yeah. mm-hmm. in words yet. Um, he'd be a, the perfect bridge for that the same way he did for Brock Lesnar. So um, have him as a tool that I could use in all these different spots, mm-hmm. uh, on screen and off screen, his value is going to be immeasurable. So, um, I'm going to take those five: uh, MJF, Young Bucks, Braun Breaker, Paul Heyman. Well, there you go. What a what a company to start there. So, um, and you combine our companies, and man, we got we got. Come on, we just need some money, Greg, to back this up. I think we got it right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> investments. Um, top five women to start a company round. So I obviously I went my way to Charlotte Flair and Britt Baker. Like there was no doubt in my mind. Those are the two yep. names. Yep. Now I also went Deanna Perazzo. Uh Young, I think mid twenties. You know, had a cup of coffee in WWE, but really has made a name for herself and really, you know kind of shows without t- a title, she could be something. And I think that's important because I don't think we've seen that with Charlotte yet. We have not, I don't, you know, maybe the feud with Lacey was starting to show it, but it's been hard to see Charlotte without a title and really show what that could do. So, um, so that's three. You know, I want to go all horse women, but it's so tough because the horse women are just so damn good. <laughs> like they're all their own pieces, so. Um, so who else was I go? I, I'm probably going to go Becky over them because I think Becky can still have that star power outside the ring too. 
I think Becky's really starting to show outside the ring. So Becky Lynch. And my fifth woman, who I can't remember who I was thinking. I, you know what? I'm going to go with Trish Stratus. Just kind of give a veteran presence. Mm -hmm. Maybe she could be in um, behind the scenes mine. And yeah, I'll just go Trish. Uh, kind of a, I, I would put her over Mickey. I know people love Mickey James, Greg, but I still love me some Trish Stratus over all over those, you know, kind of veteran ladies. So Charlotte Flair, Britt Baker, Deanna Perrazzo, Becky Lynch, and Trish Stratus would be my five women I'd want to start a company around. How about yourself? All right. Well, I got two of your five. So mm -hmm. Charlotte and Britt for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, even though they're both better as heels, um, you know, if we have this match in Pittsburgh, <laughs> uh, Britt Baker is going to be the biggest thing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so Britt and Charlotte for sure. And then I'm bringing in my hot Asian girlfriend, Asuka. Mm -hmm. um, and I want to have NXT Asuka in there. Yeah. Um, and she's just a killer. She's, um, you know, the moves, the uh, her psychology is just off the charts, her facials, the, um, and then she wrestles a lot bigger than she is. Um, just, just everything, the whole package. Um, I definitely want her in it. Um, fourth, I am probably going to go with, uh, I had her and she flew away. Um, I, that was my whole thing the whole time I was talking. <laughs> <laughs> I did not write mine down, which I should have. Yeah, um, Charlotte, Britt, Oscar, uh, give me, hmm. You going any other horse women? I'm thinking about Becky and the, tr trying to see if there's anybody that take over Becky. You know what? You know what? I got you. Um, okay. I'm I'm doing perfect world scenario, and in perfect world, they're all healthy. Okay. Yeah. okay. So I'm taking Paige. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I think she's got a mind for the business too that we just haven't Absolutely. seen yet. Absolutely, and she is fantastic as a heel or baby face, mm -hmm. and just her. The way she got through to the and audience. Her family. <laughs> her family yeah. runs a wrestling company. So <laughs> right. So loved Paige and her run was way too short. Mm -hmm. uh, I still hope she'll she'll turn back up one day, but love Paige and I definitely take her over Becky. Um, so there's four and number five. Um I'm trying to see if there's anybody off the radar in any of the like smaller yeah. um, 
companies might go with because I've been dabbling with the GCW and mm-hmm. the uh, I did tape the Supercard of Honor, but I haven't watched it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, Impact. Chelsea Green. Uh, she's she'd be an interesting choice. I mean, she's she's figuring it out. I think. Yeah, I I totally agree with that. Um, she's definitely figuring it out. But what about I don't think Mickey? she's there yet. Mickey James. No. Yeah. No, I I definitely go with a a legend before I pick Mickey. Even though you'd say Mickey is a legend, uh, yeah. like a Trisha leader or something like that way before I, I go with Mickey. Um, I don't give me EO. EO? No, yeah. Oh, a heel. Sorry, a heel. EO Shirai. Oh, EO. Um, you did say, okay, so you went with two two Asian hot girlfriends. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> did it go you know, to Nikita? Didn't bring her around. Oh, she, she, she would definitely be the, the sixth pick. She's a side piece. <laughs> right outside <laughs> the top five. Yeah. She's a side piece. <laughs> no. Yeah, I thought, sure, I thought but, it was a fun you know, She's brand new. We haven't seen much out of her yet. With the NFL draft, and I mean, you see fantasy drafts all the time. Uh, I don't know if you've ever dabbled in it, but one time, Greg, there was a couple of years where I dabbled with fantasy wrestling. That was kind of fun because, like, you would get points based on things and stuff like that. Um, so that was kind of fun to do a fantasy football wrestling draft. So, um, yeah, I guess it'd be. I guess maybe next week we should do it where we can't draft the same people. <laughs> so yeah. like if you drafted somebody, so maybe we could do something like that where we just say we'll make ten picks each, and we'll have to go back and forth, men or women. Yeah, snake trap style. Yeah, you can't pick the person. So uh, maybe we'll throw that out there next week, Greg. Or, well, we'll be back in two weeks because next week is Easter. So True. Um, we're going to take off that week because it's just I, – I got a wrestling expo here in town too that I want to visit on Saturday morning. Um, it starts about 11, so John Gargano is going to be there. So I want to kind of get there right away because I'm afraid nice. he's going to have a long-ass line. So, um, but yeah, and then of course we'll we'll be live at six o'clock on Sunday. Oops, I cut out Greg. My bad. Sunday the let me see the date because tomorrow the twenty fourth is that right? Yeah, because next week's Easter. So Sunday the twenty fourth, new time, same gimmick, same bat channel, but Sunday. 6 p.m. Super Kicking with Stephen and Greg kicks off kind of a new time slot there. So, um, yeah, join us there. We'll have more news as that goes. And um, maybe next week we could just, you know, do our use the Super Kicking page to kind of catch up on stuff. But uh, I fear with Easter next week, I knew I couldn't do Sunday night. Uh, I usually eat, eat lunch with my family and we just kind of do that on Sunday. So, um, yeah, I just didn't want to rush that or anything like that, Greg. So. Um, and then you got the your start day, so yeah, it'll give you a week to kind of get back in the swing of that as well. So uh, we will keep people afoot of that. But uh, six o'clock start time on Sunday night, I think it'll be good 
Um, and if pay-per-views come on Saturday, we can always do maybe a quick prediction show before the show kicks off and, you know, do a show on Sunday if we need to as well. So um, lots of good stuff happening. And, uh, yeah. Any right. final- and this is a perfect way to uh, close year one. One chapter. We'll have our season premiere in two season weeks. Season premiere in two weeks. <laughs> The primetime slot of 6 p.m. So uh, hopefully you'll join us there. So thank you for watching today and see you guys in two weeks as we give you the Easter off. And then we'll be back the 24th of, oh, my God, of April. Like this, this season just, man, it moves too fast. So, But, Greg, I will still take a picture in my brand new jersey when I get it. So, <laughs> And I will tag you plenty of times for it. So. Uh, thank you for watching. Enjoy the playoffs next week as they get kicking off. Uh, Masters go, this weekend. Uh, I, I think the, the Masters, whoever's in the lead, was way out in front yesterday. So we'll see. Uh, go Tiger. Go Tiger, yeah. 46-year-old Tiger kicking it out there. So, uh, yeah, just a good time to be a sports fan. Like that. So, uh, talk to you guys later. Peace.